G'day guys, welcome back to another edition of the No Name Podcast. My name is Ross Katzenbarnas. Today's uh, a Friday, uh, so it's, a, it's another day in the end of the week, uh, the end of the working week today. It's the 22nd of May, 2020. So kick off uh, as I normally do with some, some stuff that happened on this day, being today the 22nd of May, uh, 2020, but in, in the history, um, over time, um, the 22nd of May. So just having a look here, um, the 22nd of May was actually the date of birth of uh, one of the, the one of the world's greatest footballers of, of all time, uh, the European football of the year in 1968, sorry. Uh, a man who was capped 37 times for Northern Ireland uh, and had a fantastic career, predominantly with Manchester United uh, and then with various other teams, uh, including uh, including a couple of teams in uh, in Australia, actually, including the Brisbane, Brisbane Lions, who are now known as uh, Brisbane Raw. Uh, but that was George Best. Uh, George Best was an absolute superstar. Uh, he was a, he was a pacey winger. He was kind of like uh, he's kind of like David Beckham before David Beckham. If, if people want to have a good description, um, he's he's a terrific football. He was a terrific football. Unfortunately, uh, he's one of these guys that enjoyed himself a fair bit off the pitch. Uh, did old Georgie Best and uh, caught up with him. Uh, in in the end, he, he had a uh, a long long spell with with alcoholism uh and and he was he had liver damage towards the end and he was he was uh it was pretty bad um but yeah unfortunately he passed away but this was his birthday uh on the 22nd of may he was a terrific footballer we should never forget that um speaking of football uh talk about on this day in 1963 one of europe's greatest teams of all time one of the great clubs uh, of all time, win their first uh, European Cup final, 1963 European Cup final, played at Wembley between Benfica and AC Milan. AC Milan went win 2-1. Uh, Benfica led by uh, Eusebio. He scores a goal in the 19th minute. Uh, let, so Benfica 1-0 up at halftime. Um, Inter Milan scored two goals uh, through in the second half, in the 58th and 69th minute, through a guy by the name of Jose Altafini, who is a uh, who is a Brazilian born, I'm pretty sure he's Brazilian born. Yes, Brazilian, uh, Brazilian born Italian player. Um, so he also, he actually has the he played uh, for Italy. At, oh, sorry, he played for Italy in the early '60s uh, internationally, and he played for Brazil the 1958 World Cup. So very very bizarre circumstances there. Normally, uh, I think the new rules are now that you can't have played once you've played a. Uh, a FIFA sanctioned game, so effectively any game that isn't a friendly uh, international level, you are tied to that country. Uh, I can think of one, there's a guy called Apostolos Joanu, okay, Paul Joanu, Paul um, who plays for the Socceroos. He actually played for, he actually played a very interesting story with Apostolos Joanu, who actually, uh, he's 30 years old now, but he was born in Melbourne. Um, Played in the youth system at, at Oakley, Oakley Cannons and South Melbourne as well, um, and then actually in two thousand and seven couldn't get a gig in the A League when he was uh, when I think he was seventeen eighteen, um, and he and he went over to Greece and, and tried his luck over there and actually uh, went alright over in Greece for the best part of a decade uh, over there and ended up getting caught up to the Greek national team in two thousand and fifteen. I think he played, he played, he came off the bench in a friendly. Um, and he was selected a couple of times. He was actually uh, in, in a game against Turkey, uh, friendly against Turkey, but he was selected a couple of times in, in uh, European Championship 
qualifying matches, but never actually made made his way onto the pitch. And then um, he was actually called up. Ange Postecoglou called him up to the Australian side, uh, and in early 2016. And uh, yeah, bit of an interesting story. But yeah, he was uh, he was part of Australia's squad at the uh, 2019 Asian Cup uh, as well. So interesting one there. But yeah, uh, back onto the back onto the 22nd of May in the 63 European Cup final. Uh, Milan, AC Milan had some terrific players captained captain at the back uh, by a man called Cesare Maldini who's his son Paolo Maldini uh, ultimately captain AC Milan as well to a European Cup final too and played in numerous uh, European Cup and Champions League finals for AC Milan um, some other fantastic uh, footballers uh, in, in that Milan side their, their forward uh Gianni Rivera, who was, who was a revered figure in Italian football and, and world football, uh, that's for sure. So he was he was also in that side uh, as well. So, yeah, it was it's interesting to see, actually. Wembley holds 100,000 people, but the European Cup final that was held there in 63, the attendance is 45,000. It's a bit bizarre. It would have been a great game of football to watch. Um, now, we'll carry on. Um, on this day, 1985... The premiere uh, in San Francisco was held for the last James Bond film to, to feature Roger Moore, which was A View to Kill, uh, which is set uh, in interesting sort of timeline, but features a guy called Max Zorin, played by Christopher Walken. Um, he's a product of a Nazi genetic experiment. He's a uh, psychotic industrialist who plans to destroy Silicon Valley to gain a monopoly in the microchip market. He's got this uh, nice little sidekick Grace Jones plays called, called Mayday. Uh, and she's kind of the, the one that uh, is the main antagonist of Bond um, on, on the side too so that, that was an interesting one there uh, premiered on this day 1985 I actually don't mind it as a movie I don't think it's that great don't think it's that special uh, don't think it's that terrible either uh, on this day in 2000 man, uh, 2004 sorry, Manchester United won the 2004 FA Cup final uh, it was held at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff Ruud van der was man of the match uh, in that game, Ruud van Nistelrooy scored a double and Cristiano Ronaldo scored uh, a solitary goal. They beat Millwall that day 3-0. So this is a very interesting uh, interesting team. So Millwall was actually captain at the time. Uh, oh, I think, yeah, it was captain by, at the time by a goal called Kevin Musket, uh, the great Australian player. But Kevin Musket didn't play in the European Cup, uh, in the FA Cup final because, unfortunately, Musket accumulated too many yellow cards. Sam Finley there, yeah. It does. Uh, good old, good old Muskie. Uh, but yeah, 2004. Uh, so the Man United side, uh, they included guys like uh, Tim Howard, Gary Neville, Wes Brown, Nicole Silvestre, John O'Shea, Cristiano Ronaldo, Darren Fletcher, Roy Keane, Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes, uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy as well. That was the starting 11. And then Roy Carroll, uh, Nicky Butt, and, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came off the bench in that game. As I said, um, as I said before, there was actually another Australian that played in this game for, for Millwall, uh, Timmy Cahill, who was uh, was just behind the number nine there for, for Millwall. Uh, another name that many people are familiar with, Paul Eiffel. He was a, uh, a player that played for a long time with the Wellington Phoenix. He was playing for Millwall at that stage, uh, and his career was Paul Eiffel. Uh, so he, he also played in Dennis Wise, who played... Uh, for many many years at Chelsea, was a was a terrific player. He was actually the player manager at Millwall at the time. Bit of a bit of a bizarre role to have, but yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the that's the role Dennis Wise had at that stage. So yeah, he was a he was a solid contributor 
for them on that day, but unfortunately they, they just couldn't get it done over Man United. Millwall was actually in the the, the then what was then known as the Division One, now known as the Championship, so the second tier of English football. But uh, yeah, it's it actually quite interesting to see. Um, Tim Cahill, first FA Cup final for him. Uh, also on this day in 2010, uh, the UEFA Champions League final was held at Inter Milan 1-2-0 uh, against Bayern Munich. That that match uh, was held at the Santiago Bernabeu uh, Real Madrid Stadium, uh, which was uh, there. They're very uh, the the world famous stadium. Inter actually completed the treble that year, so they won the the league. Cu- uh, they won the the Italian Cup, the Coppa Italia. Uh, they won the the Serie A. And they won the Champions League as well, so it was a great effort by Inter. So in that game, um, in that game, Inter was actually managed by Jose Mourinho. Uh, Louis van Gaal was the manager of Bayern Munich in that game, uh, and and the man of the match was actually given to uh, Diego Milito for this the uh, centre forward for Inter. So he scored both their goals, one in the thirty fifth and one in the seventieth minute. Uh, some interesting players actually on both sides. Both sides of the pitch, um, Miroslav Klose, Mario Gomez, uh, they came on as substitutes for Bayern. Uh, the substitutes for AC Milan, Marco Matarazzi, Dejan Stankovic, Suleiman Tari, they all got used, uh, unused subs included Ivan Cordoba. Um, Mario Balotelli was actually an unused sub in that game for, for Inter as well. Um, and, and I mean, the, the, the teams are riddled with stars, these teams, some genuine stars on um, both sides of both sides of the pitch, that's for sure. So I'm just having a look at uh, having a look at these these sides here. Oh, it just reeks, reeks talent, oozes talent. Um, so Philip Lahm, um, Daniel Van Boyten, uh, Martin De Michaelis for uh, there is a back for, for Bayern Munich. Uh, and then in the midfield, you've got guys like Marco and Bommel, who's the captain, Bastian Seinsweiger, uh, Arjen Robin had, had crossed from Chelsea. Uh, Thomas Muller was up front. Eva uh, uh, Golic as well. So Bayern Munich had a pretty good side, but you have a look at this treble wing into Milan side, and you look at some stars, Julio Cesar and goals, Maicon uh, right back, uh, Lucio at centre-back, so a nice little Brazilian pairing there, Walter Samuel. Uh, Christian Schubu as well, centre-back, left-back, centre-midfield, Javier Zanetti and Esteban Cambiasso, so the two Argentines. Uh, then you've got Wesley Schneider just playing in behind the, the three forwards of Eto, uh, Diego Molito and Goran Pandev. So, yeah, you look at the... It's incredible. It's actually incredible to have a look at the results of the game. I mean, until we turn 2-0, uh, Bayern have 68% possession and, and 21 shots on target. Um there were 21 shots, 6 on target, Inter have 11 shots and 7 on target. So very much a Mourinho style of play, you know, take your chances. And, and uh, they took them when they could and good on them. They won the Champions League on this day uh, in 2010, so good on them. Now, uh, as well as on this day, I was going to go, yesterday I did things that over uh, underrated. So today I'm going to do stuff that's o- uh, overrated in my view. Um, I'm going to be a bit controversial here. Stuff that's overrated that I reckon shit. Um, so I'm going to do a few things. Foods. One thing that I really don't rate, um, really, really, really don't rate, cupcakes. Cupcakes and muffins. Like, literally, like, unless you get really good ones, I reckon most cupcakes and muffins, you literally take, like, three bites. And after you've taken, like, three little bites, you've kind of felt like you've eaten sort of everything that it has to offer. Like, it doesn't really offer you that much. Most of them don't taste that amazing. 
and then most of them just taste pretty average. So I'm not, not a huge fan of not a huge fan of them. Um, other shit that I I don't really get as well. Um, really don't get is stuff that like why do people have like beetroot lattes and things? I'm not sure beetroot and, and coffee is the the best mix or you know stuff stuff like that you know turmeric and, and things like that i just i can't um can't really can't really can't really do it um in my mind it just oh, it just doesn't doesn't seem right to me um that's for sure so i'll, I'll give them that um other things that are really overrated i've got to admit um instagram influencers like if you're a social media influencer Geez, uh, not good in my mind. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not good at all. Um, it's just not not my thing at all. It's just, oh, it's just cringeworthy every time I see it. It's just uh, everything. Everything's bad in the world. I reckon. Um, another thing that's overrated massively is is gossip and scuttlebutt. I don't know you know the world revolves around it, but at the end of the day, most of it's bullshit, and people don't want to hear it. Uh, this is going to be a big one for me. Um, things that are really overrated that I, I can't can't really deal with very well. Uh, I've got to admit that there's stuff like wedding hashtags. I've never... Oh, I don't know. I just I find it cringeworthy. I really find it bloody awful. I can't believe so many people still do it. Um, and they try and make it as, as cringeworthy as possible. So they're pretty overrated. Don't, don't rate that at all. Another thing I really don't rate, uh, one bit, Seinfeld, absolutely shit show, the show is about nothing, it's not funny, um, some people find it hilarious, literally, I'd rather, would rather, um, would rather watch paint dry than watch it, just, I find it, you know, okay, some moments may be funny, but it's not, it's not that funny, it's just people doing everyday things, and, uh, yeah, it's not, not really my thing at all, uh, that's for sure, I just, don't get why everyone loves it so much. Um, it's not that great. It's not that great. Oh, another thing that's overrated, I reckon, uh, massively, is vegan food that is supposed to taste like food that isn't vegan. So, for example, vegan meatballs or vegan sausages or vegan this. Like, the thing is, vegan food is actually really good to eat. You can eat some awesome vegan food but doesn't have to be like meat. It just doesn't make sense. Like, if you want to eat meat, go and eat meat. If you don't, eat vegan food. There's plenty of it that tastes awesome, uh, that isn't, that doesn't look like meat and sort of pretends to be meat, but, but isn't the same. Um, not great. Uh, another thing that's overrated in my mind, totally overrated, going out for breakfast, for, for goodness sakes, have a good hard look at yourself if you're paying $20 for friggin' poached eggs and avocado on toast with a bit of feta. Um, I'll take you down to Oakley. I'll take you down to wherever you want to go. Um, we'll buy a tuck, you know, we'll buy bucket loads of feta. We'll buy bucket loads of eggs. We'll buy bucket loads of avocados as well. We can do it all ourselves at home, and for the cost of probably thirty or forty bucks, um, you can basically feed an army of people instead of feeding one person for for twenty dollars. Um, you don't even most of the times that's what it sort of costs. So, yeah, massively overrated. I don't think anyone. 
I don't think really anyone in isolation is, is missing their avocado on toast at their local cafe if they are. Have a good hard look at yourself. Um, it's totally overrated in my views. Um, do it yourself, really. Just just do it yourself. I can't support your local businesses, but my goodness, avocado on toast for 20 bucks. So give me a fair dinkum spell. Uh, not not a big fan and just not a big fan of that at all i absolutely detest that another thing it's overrated as hell valentine's day um just be nice to your partner every day buy them flowers if you want buy them something nice do something nice for them you don't have to be a dick um and make up make for most of the year and make up on another day that is not on uh, in my mind Tell you what else is overrated. Uh, waiting and lining up for food. Um, I don't know about you, but there's nothing worse than going to some place that doesn't take bookings, um, that used to not take bookings. I mean, no one can really go, can't really go out to restaurants when you're uh, in Melbourne, but places that doesn't take bookings. You gotta sit there and you gotta line up for hours, and if not, you gotta go down the bar and get a drink and then wait for someone to get your table. It's like just. You know what, if you want to go to dinner at 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, you should be able to just call up and place a couple of weeks beforehand and say, hey, I want to go to dinner tonight or on this night. Um, can you put me on a table of, you know, 2 or 4 or something? Don't they play hard? Um, don't know why normal restaurants don't do it. It's just, it, it really shits me. So it's overrated. Waiting and lining up for food. Um, you can easily just call up and hopefully uh, you don't have to wait, hopefully. Oh, this shit that's overrated, like, hipster culture shit like in cafes like hang on a minute mate i don't want to sit at this uh on this milk crepe uh, or this this reused hospital bedpan um i'd like to sit on a seat in a chair that has back support and that actually feels comfortable and you know i don't want to sit at a table that's that's made for small for small ants uh, that's for sure so yeah i'm not not a uh, not a big fan of that Tell you what, something that's overrated. I reckon when you're 18 years old and someone says to you, let's go to the casino, and you think, oh my God, this is the greatest place ever. Look, you can gamble, look, you can make money, all this sort of stuff. Casinos are the absolute pits. They're probably the place that, I mean, they attract probably the, uh, the sort of people in society, I guess, you probably wouldn't want to hang around with, um, put it that way, most of the time. Uh, they're just not the, the nicest... Nicest folk uh, that are in there sometimes. Um, some some pretty degen degenerative people that you just wouldn't hang around normally. Um, they're dark, they're dingy. You don't know what time of day it is or night. It just feels like shit. Um, hours, you know, I mean, minutes turn to hours, turn to days in those places. You just don't don't want to be in them too often. Um, so casinos, really overrated. Don't don't ever do that. Um, that's for sure. Oh, another thing that's terribly overrated um, is yeah, that other thing that's overrated is uh, is is newspapers. So these are uh, these sort of tabloid newspapers. There, most of them are just absolute shit. I uh, wouldn't read them if you know. Most of the time, I, I would never ever read them. Uh, it's not it's not the uh, not not the kind of crap that I'd ever want to be uh, reading. That's for sure. So. Yeah, that's all I can say. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a uh, nice 
nice uh, weekend. And uh, yeah, if you can think of anything else that's overrated, please let me know and I'd love to hear from it. So yeah, hope everyone has a good weekend and uh, take care and stay safe out there.